Yesterday, I got to sit down with a guy who is, again, as interesting as anybody I've talked to, and that was my dear young friend, Colton Vaught. I didn't really know Colton that well, but his dad is one of my favorite human beings, Kelly Vaught, who was the funniest person I've ever known, bar none. Just always funny. He died a couple of years ago, and Colton tells a little bit about him as well as his career as a professional wrestler. How cool is that? And so you need to listen to the wonderful Colton Vaught tell about his life as a pro wrestler on The Dale Wiley Show. Sweet. I got on headphones. Okay. Wow. That's good. And that's very professional. Hey, you know how I, I hold it down like that, Dale. I hold it down like that. <laughs> well, in other words, I really want to jump on the phone with my, I guess you call him a friend. I mean, really, I was more a friend of your dad's, but I know that my mom taught you. And this is Colton Bott. Hey. <laughs> and so anyway, Colton, I just want to have you on to talk about you and your very interesting career and whatever that you're doing. Ooh, I'm excited to talk about it. Well, it's crazy. It really is crazy because my dad told me stories when I was younger about how you and Coach Harmon, well, Brian Harmon, I just know yeah. him as Coach Harmon. <laughs> I know him as Coach Harmon. I don't know him as Brian right. Definitely. Coach Harmon, and everybody got together, and it was actually one day after I opened up one of his foot, locker, foot lockers, I guess. It okay. was like a big crate, and it was like you guys had all made these wrestling magazines. Oh, yeah. For yourselves. <laughs> and it was, I opened it and it was like Mad Dog Matt and uh, I, I, Lunatic Lindsay was my, uh, it was my dad's sister. Yeah. Yeah, my aunt, Aunt Lindsay, and all these magazines. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I ran it down to my dad. I remember this day very vividly. <laughs> and I, because it's like when you fall in love with what you're about to do. And I ran it down and I was like, dad, what is this? Like, it was Polaroids of you guys like holding each other and like, Tombstone pile drivers and right, yeah. somebody's jumping in on like a crossbody and I was like, This is insane and I went down and showed my dad and I remember he just turned on SmackDown and that's when I found Ray Mysterio and I just fell in love with wrestling. <laughs> Next thing I know. Long behold, twenty years later or however I long know. it was. That's crazy. Well, you know what I remember I just you know, your dad was and, you know, I always loved him all the way through to the end. And, you know, it's kind of amazing because I actually, I really didn't know that this was coming, but I already had designs to have him on the podcast when back in 2017. And then again, even a couple months before he died, because your dad is just one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life. I, I, I tell people all the time, Dale. I literally tell them all the time. They don't believe me because they never met him. I tell right. them, if I would have done this wrestling, he, my dad never got to see a match, which is sad, but I love yeah. it. But it, it just if he would have been around, I don't think anybody would recognize me because somehow my dad would have gotten famous as a manager. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think people realize it. Like, his his originality and the stuff he could come up with on the fly out of anything. I commented on that Facebook post you said about that. I was like, he could truly make a joke out of anything. And I have really, he could. 
I just like there was a point, you know, down at the office when I would just know anybody would know that if Kelly was at the office, you know, whatever he was talking about, I was going to be funny and it was going to be loud and it was great. Go ahead, Dale. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, it was just he he brought an energy change to rooms, and that's that's something that thankfully I think he gave he gave me a sprinkle of it because. The way he would walk into a room, he would just take me everywhere when I was little. Uh-huh. And it's not like that energy was fake because it would be like right when I saw him in the day, he would crack a joke to me. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's oh, how we're yeah. starting the day. I just woke up. And, I mean, I, it, it was, that's how he was. Just was constantly making things funnier than they were. And, you know, it's kind of like every room that he walked into, it was, it was blessed by having him in there. I breathe, Dale. That gets me amped up hearing this because I mean it's it, it's just so true, and it, it's almost like you, he was like a pro wrestler every day, and that's how I feel like it because I mean <laughs> it, it felt like he was cutting promos, and sometimes he would do these things where he'd act like he was talking to me serious, and he'd grab my attention, and then would all lead around to a big joke or something, and right. I'm like, how how do you even do that? <laughs> well, so let's talk about your career and. You know, what I think is just so funny and so amazing is that I discovered in my trip to whatever town that was in, I discovered the Harley Race Wrestling. (laughs) Troy, Missouri, baby. Troy, Missouri. And then I found out that you were going there. And, of course, I thought that is the coolest thing ever. And so tell me about the Harley Race Wrestling School in Troy, Missouri. Oh my gosh. So I so I actually was playing baseball at the time at a small NAI in Arkansas. I transferred from SBU to there. It was called okay. Ecclesia. I was playing baseball, but I really didn't enjoy it. I was I was kind of over it. I was just like, sure. ah, cuz I was just I really talked to dad every day about this. I was like, I think I could be a professional wrestler. And it was <laughs> like it was almost like a running joke at this point. Uh-huh. Because I had been saying it since I was a freshman in college. All of high school, I said, I'm going to the MLB. But when I was younger, I always told myself I was going to be a pro wrestler. Okay. And as soon as I was going through college, I actually started looking, and I started working out, and I got more athletic as I was going. And I said – and I started, and Monday Night Raw came on, and I was watching, I think, a cruiserweight match, or it might have been Friday Night SmackDown. I don't remember. And I was watching a cruiserweight match, and I go, I'm more athletic than these guys. I don't know what hit my brain, but I go, I'm more athletic than these guys. And I called up Dad, and I go, hey, Dad, I'm going to do I'm gonna do pro wrestling. And he goes, well, you got to go to school for it. He didn't hesitate. He didn't question it. Right. He, was, he, he said, you got to go to school for it. Like, he, he didn't. So then I remember that night I Googled wrestling schools. Okay. And, and I Googled them, and it was like a bunch of them came up that looked false and just kind of gimmicky and wow. I was like okay I don't I don't know what to look up here so then I googled pop wrestling schools and a list came up and it goes okay. a list approved by WWE I don't I don't think it was true but I rolled with it <laughs> and I, I I went on it and the number the first one was it said in the corner of Missouri it said Troy Missouri I believe is the Harley Race Wrestling. I go, it's in Missouri. I was like, I stopped reading, yeah. and I go, number one's in Missouri? I said, I don't need to read anything else. I was like, right. this is fine. And I told Dad, I was like, Dad, 
I was like, uh, Harley Race has a school. And he goes, Harley Race is still teaching. And I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's I, – I mean, I have heard of Harley Race. Right. But that's when I started Googling hard because I yeah. was like – and I, I was in awe. I was like, you're telling me – so I emailed him. I remember the first email I sent him, and I hope – I'm going to advertise this on Facebook because I hope the guy that runs the whole camp is hearing this or the whole school, he does we'll all the emails sure. and stuff. We'll oh, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure. I emailed <laughs> him, and I, have no, I don't even know if I've talked about this since. I emailed him, and I said, I have no money, because at the time I didn't. I was in the middle of college. I said, I have no money. Uh, I will work or anything I can do to go there. He okay. sent me back an email almost a day later and said, we are a business. We, we cannot do that or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, now I'm going to go in there with heat. Already, but I was trying to bum it out, and I was like, right. So, so I went up there, and um, actually, it's pretty cool because I went up there, and I went and saw everything, and they're like, yep, they gave me the flat fee of what it would be, and it wasn't a whole lot. I think it was something small, like $500 for a starting camp or something. Wow. And yeah, it was something little like that, and I did it, but they're like, we're not, just because we train you doesn't mean anything. We could right. train you, and that is the that is the truth about pro wrestling. You could sit there and get all this training you want, but after they're done and kick you out the door, there is no guarantee that anybody is going to pick you up. You might be wrestling in the backyard. Right. <laughs> so, but right when I went in through the door, I saw Harley race. At this time, he was in a wheelchair, but okay. it, I I stood still. I just I was like, oh my wow. gosh, it Still was, have yeah. a pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It was like receding. It was receding, but it was still froed out a little bit. Like it was so cool. That's the first thing I saw. It. I was like, I want to touch his hair. But in the picture, right when you walk in, and right when you walk in, it's him body slamming Andre. Okay. And, and I I said something about that picture, and he said I did that way before Hogan in a gravelly voice. I was like, oh man. It gave me cold chills. I was like, I don't even know. Oh man, it was crazy. But but the knowledge. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about that experience. What was that like? Oh well, first day we in wrestling, we do the thing called bumps, of course, where you hit your back. Right. And uh, I I just instantly, you know, you got to you got to take your bumps and bruises to get started. And I remember Harley saw me take my first bump ever. They got me into the ring. It was me and just one other guy, I think, at that time who had been training at Ohio Valley Wrestling where John Cena came from. So this guy already had a repertoire, and he was a pig-built dude, and I'm only 5'9". I I, I consider myself fairly athletic-looking, but this man was jacked. I looked like I I was little. And so I took my first bump, and I remember I just smacked my head against the ring, and I go, oh, my gosh. It it was like it became (laughs) real. I was like – I was like, where I was expecting to land on a pillow, I guess. Right. Because I, when you step into the ring, I saw one, and I guess I skipped a little bit too far ahead. Let me let me run it back just a little bit. Yeah. Because go ahead. This, oh, because right when I walked in, I saw the ring, and before this, the only ring I had was my trampoline with garden hoses around it. Okay. <laughs> so I so saw the ring. Major, I'm sure. Oh yeah, Dad helped me make that. He helped me, <laughs> and he helped me make like the ring apron around it. And uh, so I walked in and I saw the ring and I just, I was in awe. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, 
there it is. I had never touched one. I had never been near one. Uh, the closest I had been is all the wrestling matches Dad took me to growing up. And it yeah. was, you know, I was rose up. So I remember I went over there, and I was staring at the ring, and Harley was sitting there in his wheelchair, and it was just me and him in there. And he's actually smoking a cigarette. Okay. And, and, he, go, and he looks at me, and he goes, smack it. <laughs> I hit the ring, and it echoed throughout this tin building. And it yeah. was just like I hit a rock, and I go, oh, my gosh. I just looked at it, and I was like – and he goes, yep, you're going to be taking bumps in that today. And I just – I remember I was like, oh, man, what did I get myself <laughs> into? I paid to do this. I paid right. to do this. Exactly. I was like, I paid to do this. And so – and then, like I said, I took those bumps, and Harley watched me and critiqued me through it all. And just the knowledge he had was something you – you can't even imagine just when he sat you down and went through his matches or other right. people's matches. I, I learned literally I, – I can't even express how much he taught me. The dude is a walking pillar in the wrestling community. Like, it, it's, it's incredible. I can't, I can't even express it, Dale. It right. blew my mind. And so anyway, what has it been like to actually be a professional wrestler? <laughs> it's a dream come true. I can't even believe – when I hear the statement every time, it makes me laugh because I, I right. just find it so crazy, and it's I love it. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes because, like I said, I'm just starting out. I'm I'm green. I'm still I'm a rookie. I, I'm, I saw something on Facebook, and I didn't know. You know, I knew that you were going to it, but I didn't know what was going on since. And so let's talk about that. Where are you, and how how can I get more information? On where what promotions I'm wrestling with currently? Well, just yeah, everything you're doing, man. Right, yeah, right. Uh, so I uh, I don't actually have a promotion page right now. I'm about to drop a lot of things coming up soon, Dale. I got merch Day coming two. out. I got ooh, I got a website. Yep, yep, for sure. All I have right now is a Facebook page. I'm still trying to right now. Uh, currently, I wrestle for WLW, which is World League Wrestling, which is a promotion that was started by Harley Race. Okay. I, I I take a lot of pride wrestling for them just because Harley was the one that taught me and it, yeah. it has a lot of history in it. Um, Trevor Murdoch, I don't know if you know who Trevor Murdoch is. He's a no. he he wrestled for WWE for a little bit. He was a tag team champion actually, but Trevor trained there. And I mean, a lot of big names have come through there right now. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, he's an NXT. He came through Harley Race, so I I take a lot of pride wrestling in there. And then actually. At the time, right now, me and my tag team partner, Moses, the Deliverer Pal, are currently okay. WLW Tag Team Champions. I, I, I wanted to talk about that. That's you know, awesome. I had to slide that in there, Dale. That is awesome. Yeah. We, yeah. Me and Moses both. Moses, I'll give Moses a nice little name drop. He, uh, yeah. he, he's, uh, he started out his career amateur wrestling up there for Francis Howell up okay. by St. Louis, Missouri. And yep. uh, me and him started training around the same time Moses is like, I think most just turned 20, and I'm 24, and we, we won the titles, and we had both been rookies. So it was a big deal to us. We, we won it on a TV taping. It's on, it's on YouTube right now. I mean, everything about it was crazy. I, it's just it's a, It was a surreal moment. Like, a lot of hard work paid off, everything right. that we had worked for. It was incredible, Dale. It was, it's so much fun, and me and Mo have a lot of the same aspirations on where we want our careers to go. Right. As far as wrestlers, you know, we don't we don't necessarily we aren't just chasing WWE. A lot of people think everybody gets into wrestling for WWE, but that's not even the case. I would like to wrestle in Japan. 
I would oh, like okay. to wrestle in. I mean, I would just like. Oh, Dale, I mean, my mind's just racing. That's how amped up I am talking about wrestling. <laughs> and so, anyway, what are the next steps? What is the next thing you're trying to do? The next step is really just wrestling for um, some larger promotions. I would like to, you know, get some work with some ROH, which is Ring of Honor. I would love to go to New Japan. Japan, the way Japan views wrestling is uh-huh. almost like it's just mainstream media there. I mean, it's on the front okay. of their newspapers. They get they get really? interviewed. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. You need to look it up, Dale. Actually, yeah. one of the cooler things I like looking up is the Japan wrestling matches. They're not like hooping and hollering like us American fans. Right. Which, which I do love. I, I will always love that because that would probably be something strange I'd have to adjust to. They'll sit there in complete silence, and after a couple moves, like let's say you drop off and clothesline somebody, it's just a round of applause, like a, oh my gosh. It's like they appreciate the art of it. It's almost strange. Promos aren't big over there. It's almost like how you how you tell the story through the match, which is almost a lost right. art in wrestling. Yeah. And so let's talk about that because, you know, that, of course, you know, your dad came up at a different point, you know, than you did, clearly. And so let's talk about how, what your dad thought about it and what his ideas were. So my dad, every time he threw an example at me, I didn't know what he was talking about. He'd talk about Brian the Brain or he he would just shoot all these names at me and I was like, Oh man, you know and I and I'd watch the matches and I didn't think they were boring, let's just say, but like the first couple matches he introduced to me were so wild as right. Ray Mysterio he my dad puts it this way. He goes, We we watched it for the story, you watch it for the moves. He was like right. and I, I go, That's probably true because I I remember when I like the farthest back I would go when I watched like retro wrestling to me was ECW and sure. I would, and, and that was crazy to me. I was like, Oh, that's old school wrestling. And then dad's like, no, this is old school wrestling. <laughs> and he, but you have to respect the old school wrestling because it's, it's the fundamentals of everything. And honestly, if you wrestle like an old school wrestler, your stories will get through way better and everything just sound, everything's way better. I respect yeah. old school wrestling so much more. Well, and who are the people that you look up to now? And, you know, what is your point in the line? What do we do here to get behind you? As far as, like, who was my – Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. The first person, of course, was Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. This list changes every day. But okay. if I had to give – Shout out! It'd be Rey Mysterio. This list is gonna be wild. I gotta give you like five, just to oh, make yeah. it sufficient. Sure. It's gotta be Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. Now we're gonna get a little wild here. Ultimate Warrior, because okay. there was no. I just when I watched the videos of him coming in, those intros of him just sprinting through a crowd and it literally just electrifying the whole stadium. I lost it. I didn't. Right. I. I watched him on YouTube, of course. I never saw him live, and it blew my mind. Then it'd go The Rock, uh huh, because I mean, it's The Rock. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the next one, uh, Rob Van Dam. I just okay. thought I thought the five star. I thought the Frog Splash was insane. Do you know Rob Van Dam, Dale? 
I don't know him. Oh, Dale. I <laughs> when did you, when did you stop watching wrestling, Dale? Well, I stopped in the 80s. You know, that's the deal that my my days are like the Carrie Von Eric, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay, Dale, you said Carrie Von Eric, and you just gained all the respect in the world from me. The Von Eric family <laughs> is just like, if you talk Von Eric, you know wrestling, baby. You yeah, know wrestling. You know, That's incredible. Well, I know wrestling because I was around your dad and this guy, <laughs> and we just had so much fun. And, you know, I really, you know, want to see you get as big as you can. And, you know, I'm your biggest fan, man. Ooh, Dale, don't, you're going to make me cry out here on this podcast. I wish it was FaceTime so you can see my facial expression. Definitely. And so anyway, let's talk for a minute. Number one, you've told me about what you're wanting to do, but let's go back and talk about your dad a little more because he is just one of my favorite people of all time. I'm all about Yeah, He's incredible. It Dad was such a genuine human being oh, that yeah. – I mean, would literally give the clothes off his back to somebody. Um, everything he did, I mean, he literally, the jokes, the energy he brought to the room was not to gain attention to himself. It was literally, like you said, to brighten everybody else's round of day. If he could change the vibe of a room, it made his day because he made everybody else's day. I mean, right. And so tell me some of the stories that you promised me. Oh, I got you. Uh, let me Let me think of one. Well, Dad... One of my favorite stories is one that actually my sister told at my dad's um, – He she told it at my dad's celebration of life, his funeral. Okay. Maggie went up there. Uh, dad always had this thing about buying tomatoes. Okay. He always bought tomatoes, and he would buy them at whoever was selling them on the side of the road. That was like his right. way of giving back to the community. <laughs> yeah, no, never – if you had jars of tomato on the side of the road, dad was coming to you. If you had a sign that said fresh tomatoes down the road, Dad would turn off no matter what. It was like a running joke in our family. Well, one morning I was sitting at home, and I was upstairs sleeping. I was like 16 at the time, and uh, mom was washing dishes, and a glass broke, and I heard her scream, and she had cut her hand pretty bad, and it was just me and her at home. And I called dad. I, I stayed pretty calm. I'll give it to me. My mom was panicking and screaming all over the place. She's overdramatic. Yeah, I could have been convinced she lost her hand, and I called my dad. And I'm staying calm. I go, hey, mom cut her hand pretty bad. You guys need to get home. I, so I must have been 15 because I couldn't drive. Or I would just drove. Right. And I, I was like, you guys need to get home. They were heading back from like Billings or Republic, which is about 40, 30. You know, it ain't too far. Yeah. 30 minutes. And uh, they called. Yeah, yeah, not even that far at all. Yeah, 20 minutes max. And I called, and he's like, all right, I'm heading straight home. And it sounded serious. So he was heading straight home, and it took a little bit took him like 40 minutes, maybe an hour. Okay. And we got there, and we were taking him home, and we got it there, and mom and dad had talked on the phone too. I guess dad calmed mom down a little bit. And we were heading there, and mom's like, what took you so long? Dad's like, I got straight here. And then like about two days later, we were sitting there in the room, and everything was calm, and mom got stitches in her hand, and mom goes, what took you so long, Kelly? And Dad looks at Maggie and goes, we may have stopped and got tomatoes. And they stopped, I guess they stopped, and Maggie said that they just pulled over like they were speeding home. And they just pulled off because he saw a thing that said something about tomatoes with mom at home with a cut hand. Just oh, to get tomato, and it was the, – the way the story was told was hilarious. Maggie, 
Maggie drilled it. She tells it way better than I can, but that story <laughs> always kills me. Um, a story that I told that's pretty good that I think just honestly was like, oh, my gosh, this has to be a sign from Dad. Uh, the day after Dad passed away, he had a gold iPod that he took everywhere with him in his car. And this iPod, he, he spent over $1,000 because this is back when iTunes was – you know, it was a dollar a song. He had over right. a thousand songs on this gold iPod. We're like, Dad, quit buying songs. Like, we'll we'll find a way to get you songs. Like, there's got to right. be a better way. And he's like, No, no, I'll just keep buying them. But he always had a bunch of quirky and weird songs on there. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, yeah. like they were crazy. So the day after Dad passed away, somebody brought in the gold iPod. That it, I'm pretty sure it was in his in the truck that he crashed when he passed away. Right. And they brought it in, and I was kind of looking at it, and it was sitting face down charging. And I was like, you know, I'm going to flip it over, and whatever song was on, like whatever song's on here, I'm going to use this, and I'm going to cope. I don't know why. I was just like, I'm going to use this. I'm going to cope. Whatever song I flip over on here, I'm going to go to in my time of need whenever I'm whenever I'm hurting. And I flipped <laughs> it over, and it was A Letter to My Penis by Rodney Carrington on the <laughs> iPod. And I said, oh, my gosh, if this is not a sign from my dad. Definitely. This is not a, I, I busted up laughing. I showed my mom. We were all sitting there, and we were just like, man, that is, that is, that is dad. That is Kelly. That is Kelly Vaught. That is very funny. And so now give me your best wrestling talk. Give me something that, you know, would get you, you know, give me your, give me the, the verbiage. Say how you would say it. How I would say it? Like some wrestling lingo? Well, yeah, I just want to hear what you would say in your best wrestling speak in my best wrestling speak oh okay 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 you know you gotta, you gotta be ready to give some smack down oh oh we're talking like smack talk are we talking like sure, that like yeah. if i was I cutting like a promo dale yeah let me think real quick i ain't gotta think that long <laughs> dale wiley i heard that tuesday night i saw the promo that you cut on me you said that I was weak. You said that I was incompetent. So this Friday, when it comes down at Crane, Missouri, when we blow the top in the water out of the Crane Creek, we are going to bring it down, baby. That's all I got, Dale. I'm, I'm too, I can't get too amped <laughs> up in this apartment. I'm going to complain. Well, that I'm going to complain. That is wonderful. All of my friends, all the people that were so loving your dad, I just, uh, they will love this, and it's so nice to get to catch up with you, and, you know, I just wish you the best of luck and all the support in, that we have to offer, you know, in your pro wrestling career. Thank you so much, Dale. It was incredible to talk to you. We got to oh, do it yeah. again. I got well, it. Do it. Sure. Absolutely. Sometime, I'm going to get everybody together that was really really kind of new because your dad was just so funny. There just wasn't another person like him ever. Yeah, thank you so much, Dale. I try and tell people. I'm trying, Dale. I need more people like you out there. I, I tell you what, another person, Brian Harmon. The story's Brian Harmon, Coach Harmon. Oh, Harman yeah, has. Brian Harmon, Bl- Matthew Boyle, Tim Stone. Yes, yes, oh, you I- got it. You got it. You got it. You need to have a round table <laughs> with him, Dale. You need we to have did. a round table. I know, it. I, you know and that's why when Warren's Back in town, we're going to have it. 
Oh, I need it. I you tell me the date. I don't care what I gotta do, Dale. I'm down for a round table with those guys. That that's the what, idea. That's my million dollar idea. All right, man. I'll talk to you later and thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Dale. Have a great day, man. God bless. The awesome Colton Vaught on DaleWileyShow.com.